This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The Republican administration says there's a crisis at the Mexican border. Drug and arms trafficking, illegal immigration, and related criminal activity. The administration says it's going to get tough at the border. It's June 4th, 1986. We're anticipating a permanent placement of significant new resources at the border, said Francis Keating, the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for Enforcement. Hundreds of federal officers are headed to the border in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. A Customs Service official says the federal government is outfitting law enforcement with sophisticated new equipment, radios, weapons, vehicles. The Customs Service is the leading agency in the crackdown, but it's going to be working together with the Immigration and Naturalization Service and its enforcement agency, the Border Patrol. Also involved, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Coast Guard, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. The drug trafficking and related violence along the border is a horror story, says the head of the Customs Service, William Von Rabb. The Reagan administration has been encouraged by what it calls the success of a crackdown on cocaine trafficking in South Florida begun in 1981 under the leadership of Vice President George Bush. The South Florida Drug Enforcement Task Force sent military and law enforcement agents to Miami to fight the smugglers. It worked, sort of. The traffickers grew reluctant to use Miami as a port of entry and instead began relying more heavily on overland routes from Mexico into Texas. The Mexican economy was in freefall throughout the 1980s and illegal immigration into the U.S. was booming as a result. If all of this sounds familiar, it should. But there are differences. By the end of the year, President Reagan had signed the Immigration Reform and Control Act, which introduced tougher penalties for hiring undocumented immigrants, but it also granted amnesty to most of those who had arrived before 1982. Opponents of President Trump's anti-immigrant rhetoric are fond of quoting Reagan, who had a much more liberal view. Here's Reagan in a Republican debate in April of 1980. Rather than making them or talking about putting up a fence... Why don't we work out some recognition of our mutual problems and open the border both ways by understanding their problems? This is the only safety valve right now they have with that unemployment that probably keeps the lid from blowing off down there. But there would be no such flexibility in the war on drugs. A few weeks after the announcement of the stepped-up enforcement on the southern border, basketball star Len Bias died of a cocaine overdose. He'd been a star at the University of Maryland, and he'd been taken by the Boston Celtics with the second pick in the NBA draft two days before he died. That shocking death was either motivation or, more likely, political fuel for Congress and the administration to ramp up the war on drugs. That included so-called Len Bias laws, which allowed for drug dealers to be charged with homicide in connection to overdose deaths. 
The Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986 established steep mandatory minimum sentences for drug offenses. Part of that was a 100 to 1 disparity in the severity of punishment for crack and powder cocaine, which chemically are almost the same. That is, it took possession of 100 times more powder cocaine than crack to get the same minimum sentence. Since cocaine use broke down largely among racial lines, with whites more likely to use powder, the American Civil Liberties Union said the false distinction between powdered and crack cocaine perpetuates a racial caste system when it comes to our criminal justice system. That disparity remains, though it was reduced to 18 to 1 in 2010. What also remains? Every issue on the U.S.-Mexico border that was present on June 4th, 1986. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.